I want to look to Adelaide's weird murders and why we done more true crime stuff. It's, it's quite hard to make murder funny. <laughs> so uh, you, you, you're, you're feeding me. There is, there, there is, there is a, a bit of a content warning. There is a mention of murder tonight, and I should be smiling when okay. I say this. Uh, there is mention of uh, sexual assault as well. Uh, it's not funny at all. Uh, no. I will provide content warning. I will only be talking about it for a few minutes, very briefly at the well, start. Why talk about it? And why you brought it up already? Why well, upset people? We, we are historians, and it's pertinent to the story. I think we need to paint a picture. 2020, people are very sensitive, and I think you should. No, if it's, it's not that, and we, we, we understand if, if it isn't for you, uh, please feel free to leave the room for a few minutes if you want to get a drink. We'll only do the next few minutes just to paint a picture. Sure. Okay. Then. All right. We're going to get started with the story. You guys can. Let's go. No, it's not too graphic. It, I'm not going into anything. Okay, okay. It does mention. Okay. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, and anyone else, tonight's. Yes. <laughs> tonight's story is about a man called Colin Creed. Oh, I heard a few. Does anyone know the story? Do you know the story? So it's a good story. You know the story. Some people know. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, this uh, guy's not. He, he looks like a cop though. Yeah. So he's like, <laughs> he knows because he's like he, he's logged in on the little on the system and like Adam. Oh yeah. Gory details. That's how it works, right? That's right. Uh, it's not a story. It's about Colin Creek. So okay. here we go. Uh, like I said, first three minutes a little graphic, but then from there. Okay. Okay. It's, it's a crazy story. Probably. It's only going to just be disturbing for the beginning. Then it's fine. <laughs> Well, that's your job. Okay, all right, let's go. <laughs> Colin Creed was born in Victoria. There's your first red flag, right? There. Right, okay. All right, so we already know, suspicious character. Um, he's, he's, so he's the guy that picked the Grand Prix, is that what he said? Yeah. Hey! Colin Creed was born in Victoria in 1947. Okay. When he was young, his family moved to Adelaide. In his 20s, uh, sometime in 1966, the age of 19. Good year, 1966. You know what happened in 1966? What? England won the World Cup. Oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, oh, come on. 66, at the age of 19, Colin joins the SA police force and Ooh, by okay. most accounts is a pretty good cop. He uh, number one graduate in his class uh, and quickly rose through the ranks in the SA police. Okay, alright. Colin seemed like pretty much as he was going about his daily business. Uh, Destined to success. Any normal police officer, um, reportedly pretty well liked uh, by everyone else. Okay. Although he had a little bit of swagger about him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he was a very confident guy, which I, I think a lot, a lot of cops are. It's extremely confident. Violent is. Confusing <laughs> <laughs> confident and violent. Not, not, not all. The vast majority are, okay. but this one. All right, yeah. Um, he was a confident guy. And Certainly no insecure people that joined the police. No one that's got like, bullied in high school or like picked on by their, their dad ever joined the police. People that are. You know, emotionally well adjusted. You know, a lot of them are great family people. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Like the guy who told me the story. Yeah, I'm sure. But he would always have lots of cash to spend. Um, he'd always be going out to expensive Ooh. restaurants. He'd always be, you know, buying high-end clothing. He's uh, got that Grand Prix money. Yeah, yeah. 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 Expensive meals, um, mm -hmm. which was kind of strange. And Bernie Eccleston on speed dial. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't know who that is. Uh, it's the guy that I used to Grand Prix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but, you know, which was kind of weird on a copper's salary. Um, oh, okay. Uh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Don't worry, we're going to do it. Uh, this is where, for two minutes, a bit of a content warning. If you do want to remove yourself uh, from the room for the next three minutes, uh, we do speak about so you just the right time. sexual assault very briefly. Uh, okay. Uh, in April 1974, a young woman was raped at knife point in her own home. 
Um, she summoned up the courage the next morning. Uh, she goes to the Highmark Police Station where Colin Creed was working. Right. She was taken into an interview room by another police officer who asked if she knew what the rapist looked like. And she said, it's the police officer out there. Oh. And they said, oh. And they were like, what are you saying? He kind of looks like him. Yeah. And, and she know, said, it's, it's him. No, it's him. Right. Pointing at Colin Creed. Right. There's a second red flag. Okay. Uh, so, uh, doesn't look like Initially, because this is the 70s and it's um, how... Nobody cared. <laughs> so, so oh, go, yeah. well, this is, a, this is a crazy lady. Yeah, we lost your paperwork. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. But, um, no, um, eventually she kind of provides a bit more and more evidence, and it uh, turns out that Colin was at her home a few months earlier investigating a minor robbery. Right. Uh, a brief investigation is launched, uh, but Colin Creed is found not guilty by a jury. Okay. He's, he's suspended for a little while, but... While they investigate. Yeah, but yeah. eventually okay. he, gets, he, okay. he gets all his pay back kind of thing. Right. So he has a bit of a blow to his reputation. Like I said, he was, you know, young up-and-comer in the cops. Well, he was... Yeah, I mean, people finding out that you're from Victoria would be a blow to your reputation. Trying to succeed in South Australian police. Like, yeah, tough, tough break for him. But over the next few years... He and, the, and the charges, of course. Yeah, that's, that's also... <laughs> But over the next few years, he manages to work his way up to fraud squad detective in the criminal investigations branch. Right, okay. Fraud squad detective. Now, during his time in the fraud squad, Colin is involved in many cases. Uh, In September 1979, there was a brutal murder of Miss Anne Roberts in the Black Forest apartment. Worked at the Coopers Brewery, obviously. (laughs) A case which remains unsolved to this day. Uh, also, whilst Colin was in the criminal investigation... So he wasn't doing a very good job then, because he said he was a pretty good cop. Oh, I'll wait a second. Okay, all right, all right. Whilst Colin was in the criminal investigation branch, uh, on April 10, 1980, a bank robbery at Torrensville occurred. Uh, and once again, a bit of a trigger warning here. Um, on April 21, two violent rapes were reported at Unley and Henley Beach within 24 hours of each other. Right. And Colin had links to all these crimes I've just mentioned. So he had been investigating the crimes and or involved in investigating crimes and then later on they were reported report in the same area or other crimes reported. Yeah, he was okay. always involved in his crimes but not always as an investigator. Right. Okay, yeah, so we're going. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's all nothing directly linking him, but suspiciously close we'll, to we'll get to that. Right. Colin's big day came on the 5th of May, 1981, when a Glenelg South Bank was robbed at gunpoint. Ooh. The gun used was a police-issued revolver. Uh-huh. When some of Colin's colleagues viewed the bank's security footage, right. they kind of thought... It was him in the footage? This guy... I know this doesn't work on a podcast, but I'm going to hold this up. <laughs> okay. This guy looks a little bit... Like this guy. It does look like that. Just a little. He's a dead ring for Brian Blessed, yeah. <laughs> Once again, I don't know who that okay, is. Okay, yeah. Well, this is it's just me. Um, yes. So, yeah, little, I mean, the, the guy on the right's a little bit more rotund. Disguised, I think. Yeah. He's literally wearing the same shirt. Well, <laughs> but, but, but that, that guy's got a beanie and glasses, so I don't know. Oh, well, he's yeah. a man. Yeah, well. Yeah. Colin should have had the trigger warning for the pubes. 
foil for my head. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just gonna go full Alex Jones here and just start ranting and raving. Can I get one of those big, you know, yeah, things? Yeah, it's all connected. Colin fled interstate and teamed up with New South Wales robber and escape artist. <laughs> sorry, escaper. Escape artist. Escape artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a little side job. Rape artist. Escape artist. Two sets of skills. Not funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he teamed up with escaper Russell Mad Dog Cox. Two things there. Mad Dog okay. is the most common name for any criminal. <laughs> okay. Mad Dog Cox. Mad Dog Cox. Right. That's yeah. And he's where we get the term get a dog up here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, okay. He went to Victoria. He went to Victoria. Yep. Where he robbed more banks uh, than he turned to robbing sex workers or kind yeah. of. Okay, right, he's escalating. Yeah, right, he's okay. really, really escalating. This is a bad guy, and this is why. So, do we think he's, at this point, we, we think he's probably the same guy as that? Oh, we'll have to find out. Okay. Okay. I think he just came back to work on a Monday and was like, hey guys, sorry, I had a little cold. <laughs> I had a head. Uh, it's not me. I'm reading something in the newspaper. I'm just myself reading a 50 grand. Yeah, I'm really desperate for cash. All those new shirts. That's right. He went to Victoria, where he robbed the bank. I've already said this line. He started standing over sex workers and robbing them. This led to the Melbourne underworld putting a $15,000 bounty on Holland's head. But hang on, surely that means the bounty to kill him is, is less than the bounty to just catch him and turn him in. Yeah, but people don't want to deal, people involved in those circles don't want to deal with... Sure, okay, that. I understand. So it's easier to kill him. Yeah. But, but they're, they're, they're nowhere near each other. It's like one is $50,000 to turn him in, the other one's $15,000. It's like, all right, look, you think they'd at least make it like forty-seven? I'm not sure how flush the underworld was cash. Okay, all right, all right, okay. So there were cash flow problems in the, in, in the Victorian underworld at this point. Which is probably why they need to go on free. So. Uh, Colin definitely should have been caught on many occasions, but this is a story that goes on for years, being on the run for a very, very long time. Okay, how long are we talking? Well, a couple of years. So yeah, it wasn't as long as I made it out to be, to be honest. Okay, <laughs> but, you know, Dramatic. This could be a Netflix series. They yes, draw, draw it out for seasons, this story. I'm telling that now. Colin definitely could have been caught a few times though. Once, clearly, when they were questioning him at work. Right. Yeah, okay. That would have been the first key that came. It was like, well, just wait here. We're going to leave the door closed with the lock turned. Yes. One day in Coburg. Does anyone know where that is? Where? Melbourne. Oh, Melbourne. Are you from Melbourne? No. Oh, good. Uh, good. Colin should definitely have been caught on many occasions. One day in Coburg. Police spotted a man waiting in his car on the right. strip for a very long time. Ooh. They go up to the car, knock on the window. What are you doing here? Hello, hello, hello. This is what I assume they would say. They questioned the man <laughs> who said, um, look, yes, I have been waiting here for a long time, but I'm just waiting for a married woman. Just waiting for a mate. <laughs> Sorry, just waiting for a married woman who I'm having an affair with. So this is, you know, kind of why I'm... Why would you tell people that? <laughs> well, I'll say something that's... Sounds incriminating, but isn't illegal, so that they go, all right, mate, whatever. Yeah, yeah that's right. right. He was an okay. extremely popular guy. guy, and you had to get out of this thing. Well, I look really sus, but actually, I'm just an adulterer and not a murderer. <laughs> he said that as well. Really. Yeah, I was just going to mention that. That's certainly not Australia's most wanted man. I'm just a bad person, but not a really bad person, just in case you're wondering. So, uh, you know, you can let me go. 
And so they let it go. Yeah, okay. Um, That's Victorian police for you. Not realising they just let Australia's most wanted man. Oh, yeah. Wow. And they would be kicking themselves as well because 50,000. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Colin, perhaps uh, shaken by the situation or the bounty on his head or anything else that's going on. Or the fact that they took him out of the car and physically shook him and let him go, yeah. They're like, is she hot? Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Is she like photography? Yeah. And keep the English connections in there. What's the age it? demographic here? Yeah. 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 You've got to know the room, Dan. Say no more. <laughs> Say no more. That's right. That's right. Say no more. I'm going to try and think of another one, but I'm... That's yeah, right. we're done. He fled to Sydney, which is only way for thin. Oh, <laughs> no, no, it did not no, work. No, no. <laughs> when he committed at least one more robbery. Oh, for fuck's sake, just stop. <laughs> and then to Queensland, where he definitely should have been caught. Okay. Again. Yes, but they were, people in Queensland are known for being. <laughs> what, Tom? Dilly for Queensland? Diligent was going to be the word that I was going to be. Diligent. Or intelligent. <laughs> On January 4, 1982, so he's been on the run for about a year now. Yeah. Uh, on the run. Some other crooks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to delete that. Are we recording? Well, we've got, we, uh, yeah, sorry, actually, we're, uh, we've got to go. Uh, <laughs> go, 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 go. Uh, so we'll the side of your neck, it can't collapse. It's not coronavirus. You should be taken out. On January 4, 1982, a hotel manager uh, saw a guy check into a hotel, paying with cash, but he noticed he had green dye. And he was, putting, and he was wearing <laughs> a beanie and some glasses. Green dye on the fingers. Green dye on the fingers. Um, Do you know what that means? It, it means he's stolen a bag of money or something, and they, they've got one of those dye packs of the money that yep, burst. That's, that's yep, exactly yeah, right. Yeah. This is before we had the plastic money. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, or the person he was having an affair with was the Hulk. So, ah, <laughs> there we go. Well, that makes more sense. Absolutely. Uh, if he had used that as his excuse, they probably would have just let him go. Well, what's he hear his excuse that got him off? Okay. Uh, so, like I, I said, painting my house. <laughs> it's green. <laughs> oh, okay. No problems. Have a nice night. Uh, hotel manager saw the green guy on his hand and reported it to police. Oh, yeah. Police were called uh, to the hotel and Colin Creed was found with a substantial amount of cash. And green guy on the fingers. And green guy on the fingers. can't scrub it off, allegedly. Uh, he was interrogated in custody for two days where, once again, they questioned him over the large did, sum of money. Didn't give him, didn't obviously admit to being who he actually is. No, no, no certainly no. not. He said, I'm just a public servant that handles a lot of money. Which also happens to have exploded on my hands. That's exactly right. Because uh, the person I'm having an affair with is the Hulk. <laughs> Please, just let him go. What? <laughs> just let him go, I don't know. Did they question the green? He's like, I'm really into gardening. There's <laughs> <laughs> green thumb, yeah. No, did they just let him go? They just let him go. Okay. Yeah, they didn't do any sort of check or anything like that. <laughs> so they just let him go. It took them two days to get to this point. Right, okay. And they didn't do... They didn't Oh, he, he, had he changed his appearance by this point? He yes, he had changed his appearance. He, he kind of okay. shaved up. There, there is a okay. picture that I can bring. Uh, where a blue beanie. <laughs> so. There's a picture of all his kind of appearances. They all look quite different. So right, okay. We can, we can understand the situation. Just, just, I know you've got a lot to cover, but. Um, Actually, this, this guy sounds like a pretty unpleasant character. Um, and I know. From previous, I mean, I mean, a few people here would have come to previous Adol shows, I'm sure. I know from previous years that you have a habit of hiding. Yeah. Yeah. 
He was busy. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> right. So just, like, just clarifying that I'm not going to get shanked in the neck as part as the end part of this. So obviously, like what happened with Reg Spears was. Uh, yeah, I, we told know. the story of an international drug runner who was on death row in Sri Lanka and had run drugs all around the country and was a very wanted criminal. Yeah, and I called him a dickhead. And like, it turns out he was in the audience. <laughs> so. This, this guy... Stitch you up on that one, mate. Yeah. What's <laughs> your birthday? What else was I going to do? I'm, what I'm saying, what I'm getting at is I'm, I'm assuming at some point this guy's going to get caught. Right? Well, you're not talking, is it? Okay. All right. Let's, let's, let's press ahead because I want to know. I just wanted to confirm that he wasn't in the audience. No, he's, he's not in the audience. Okay. He'll come in later. <laughs> <laughs> he's, waiting, he's waiting by your car. No. So uh, Queensland let him go. He flees, of course. He flees back to Victoria. Uh, to Mad Dog's safe house. Oh. In the Mornington Peninsula. The dogger. <laughs> Mad Dog, the dogger. Um, he then survives a police raid on the house. Uh, the police wow. were involved in a shootout in another bank robbery with another guy who was using the same safe house at some point. Okay, so this some... Mad Dog guy's got a few... He's got a few suspicious. suspicious. Yeah, alright. Uh, so um, he survives a police raid following the shootout that killed another bank robber mate. But when police got to the safe house, they found an arsenal of weapons with three fingerprints all over them. Uh, but he was once again. Okay. Ooh, slippery. Slippery feet. Uh, it's now over two years since Colin Breed has been on the run. Okay. Uh, so what about nineteen eighty four? Nineteen eighty three. Nineteen eighty three. Nineteen eighty three, and okay. he's the talk of the town, particularly within the South Australian police force. Uh, everyone kind of has their own theory. They're like, where's that guy turn up for work? Far out. He's taking the piss. This is like a long service leave. You can't build up that much leave. They get a lot of leave at Safe Island. Oh, I'm sure they do. Because I don't want this to happen again. Take your time. Take your time. Give me a good salary. You don't need to rock bags. So, talk of the town, there's theories going on on where he is. People were all coming up with, you know, kind of rumours were circulating that he'd come back from Adelaide and then fled up north or fled to a different country. But um, but what every does time he decided he was wearing like a, a green beanie, <laughs> like people were like, it's not, it's not quite the right guy. What do we do in South Australia when we need to solve a crime, Tom? Uh, we just um, find someone and just stitch him up and say that it's everything else. Same thing they did in the Soviet Union, actually. No, no, no. Uh, think back to our first episode. You call on psychics to try and. Oh, get yes! It yes. always comes down to this. Of course, okay. We've so we're going we're, we're gonna to get a psychic detective in, aren't we? Not exactly, but. From Holland? Oh, I would only hope so. Oh. If there's anything that. What we've learned from researching South Australian history, well, I've researched, you just make big and bar jokes. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> what we've learned is more. whenever they can't solve a crime, they're just like, oh, we just get a psychic in. That, that'll, that'll do it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, no psychics on this case. Oh, come on. However, can I have a crack at it though? Let me just. <laughs> That's Caddyshack. Mm, I'm going to go with. Um, he's in Western Australia. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I knew it. And you know why? Process of elimination. You mentioned all the other states. Um, and obviously, he's not going to go to Tasmania because he can't swim. Um, so, well, not that far. It's quite far. Uh, also, you have to be able to read to get into South Australian police, and he's not going to make it in Tasmania. Um, so I assume West Australia is the only place left to go. It is where it goes. Um, yes, I knew it. So we psychic. <laughs> so there we go. That's how we solve crimes. It's actually better than most psychics. Yeah, actually, yeah. Just, just 
picking a state at random is yeah. about as effective as a psychic will be. So, um, however, it's yeah. not psychic, but it is a kind of premonition Ooh. that leads concrete. I'm not All sure right. it's the same premonition you have. I was just mostly trying to channel the Beaumont children and <laughs> came up with Western Australia, but... Well, right. so, <laughs> hey, well, that's, that, that's the other famous psychic case, right? One night, uh, so because he is talk of the town, we do South Australia for me, one night, yeah. uh, Senior Constable Ian Goldie Goldsmith right. awoke one night in July 
and um, the wife I said, look, uh, I've had a dream that I've caught Colin Green. She said, it's all bullshit, go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and she was right, that's the end of the story, thank you very much. <laughs> but two months later, in Perth, I, I relived that dream. This is where it gets absolutely yeah. crazy. But take us back to the age of 12. You had a premonition or a feeling uh, at the age of 12? I had a, a, a premonition that uh, something monumental would happen in my life at 35. And that was it. That's incredible. We have the man here who caught Australia's most wanted. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Western Australia. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I had a mate in um, He had a wanted poster on his door of Colin Grove, and we joked about, so I wonder where he is. And I think about three, three or four days later, I'm in Perth, and there he is walking in the street towards me. And of course, where's the police officer when you need one? <laughs> not there. So what do you do? So I, uh, I had different feelings. I, I, I thought, do I jump him? And if I do that, then he's going to say I'm the aggressor, he's the victim, and that uh, he's going to escape. So I thought, no, just get of that. So I thought, I'll just play a surveillance role. So he would stop in shop windows. He Look back, and I had a newspaper and I held it up. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most classic move. <laughs> the newspaper had a little ice on it, so I got it. So um, in 10 minutes, it seemed like 10 hours. So I went, You're there, and I thought, Nah. So anyway, I just followed him, and he went into the ABC shop. I thought, Here's my chance. I'll close the door. What a comment. I'll box him in. But he's carrying a black attache case. A what, sir? Black Definitely a communist. Put up with the case. Black attache case? Okay. Yep. Anyway, he um, he walked into the ABC shop and I thought, alright, I'll close the door, I'll box him in. So I, I discounted that again because I thought I've heard rumours that he's got his service gun with him. And uh, later on I found out that he, he did in fact have his service gun with a bullet from the breach ready to fire. Mm-hmm. So I could have been dead. This is a Netflix series, I'm telling you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not now because you've got to put out a podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I went to the cashier and I said, I'm a police officer from South Australia. Colin Creed is in the shop. She said, who's he? I said, Australia's the most wanted man. I said, bring the police. She said, well, that might be personal phone call. <laughs> 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 so what do you do? What do you do when, when the cashier gives you the run around? You say, I want to see the supervisor. <laughs> I saw her and I said, 
bring the police. He said, what's the number? So then she went out the back, rang Triple O. I spoke with Blake. He said, You've got Colin Dreed there. He said, You'll be a superintendent tomorrow. I said, Is that a bullshit? <laughs> with that, Creed heard that and walked and ran out of the shop. Oh, no. Did you have, were you worried at the time you spoke to the police on the phone that they would just say, This is a hoax? No, I don't know. I think there was inferences that, that he was into. Right. They, they told me later that the major crime squad that he, uh, he was suspected of being there, he'd seen a particular prostitute and uh, she'd reported that. And so they, they had to mention that he was there, but uh, they said you've stuffed that up, haven't you? <laughs> you know, so can't put all our overtime down with that. So. So he's heard, so he slipped through the cracks, maybe once again. Mm -hmm. So what happens there? Because you were with your wife and children, is that right? No, no, no. no. I, I walked to the car park attendant okay. in uh, Elizabeth Street, I think, which is Hatch Street over from A Street in Perth. And um, so I'm by myself. And uh, I rang the police. And um, I'm the, I could hear all the sirens coming. And um, so I thought the boys are on their way. Creed runs down a set of escalators and he knocks over a paper boy and papers go everywhere. Outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> Were you still hiding behind the papers? He's got up on the way through. And uh, then uh, at the bottom of the escalators was two flat bodies, West Australian police officers. They had an ankle with a, a gun and they covered um, his head and said, move me while you're brain dead. Fair enough. So he cries. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, then they thought, what are we going to do with him? So we're going to take him to some out of the way police station out, out of uh, Perth. And blow his brain dead. So he, um, I knew the law here, but once somebody's arrested or detained, then you have to uh, take them to the nearest police station. So I, I said to him, I don't think that's a good idea. I think we're going to come to the police station. He knows the law. He's an ex-police officer. So they took him to East Perth Walker. Yeah. Right. So it all started from there. And then, of course, my wife with the, with the four screaming kids, which our son over there, Andrew,
the revolver was there and if they bought the breach. Ready to go, you are the national hero. Well done. Well done. Thank you very much. <laughs> Creed was uh, released on parole 
1995. So all the crimes he's done, he's only served about 12 years. No. Um, uh, so he only served half his initial head sentence, uh, much to the protest of the South Australian public. Um, but what about the uh, computer network? Wait for oh, okay. This was, uh, 1995 was kind of the infancy of the internet and Colin was a, uh, a computer scientist uh, now by all, all the stuff he's learned in uh, mobile prison. So he decides to put his little cricket database on the internet. Um, today his cricket website, which I'm not going to mention because you know, whole convicted rapist thing, I don't want to promote their, their works, um, uh, is one of the most popular in the world and reportedly earns Colin Creed about $5,000 a week. So. Sorry to end the story on that note, but we are so glad that we have Ian Goldie-Golds with you tonight. Uh, Ian was not confident to perform, by the way, I was someone else. Um, uh, so that was me. What's up, Andrew? He told us that they're, they're getting pointed over that in the car. Um, so, yeah, um, had your work cut out from you for, for early on, uh, it sounds. Um, but that is the story of Colin Creed. Um, he still resides in Australia, uh, South Australia, uh, to this oh, day, right. running his cricket website. And, he's the and we got a surprise for <laughs> <laughs> you. But we thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you all so much for coming along tonight. But most of all, thanks to Ian Goldsmith, uh, who managed to. Um, you're going on holidays in a few days, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I've returned my solo to Western Victoria. Western Victoria, not Western Australia, which is awesome. <laughs> Have you had any dreams about the trip? Um, any dreams about the trip? Uh, no. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and you're not going to watch it. Time's to boost that retirement fund. You're not going to watch it pretty well, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> but thank you all so much for coming tonight. Like I said, it probably wasn't the funniest story we've ever told, but it is pretty fascinating. Yeah. one of the most fascinating stories we've ever told. We have a whole bunch of fascinating stories which you can hear on our podcast, which is called Adelol. Um, we have two more shows at the Adelaide Fringe, tomorrow night and the next night. Um, I think there's only about six or eight tickets left for each of those. Is anyone coming along, by the way? So if you do want to come along, it's a completely new story tomorrow night. Um, it's equally as crazy, that's for sure. Um, but uh, for now, do you have anything else to say? Don't murder. Oh, <laughs> good, good point. And you know what? I've never liked cricket, so... <laughs> No, thank you all so much for coming along. My name's Dan. I'm Tom. Thank you. This is Ian. Thank you all so much for coming along tonight. Come stick around for the video, guys. Thank you all for coming along. Thank you for coming along. Thank you for coming along. Thank you for coming along.